When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Yes, boys, Mackie and Judd right now. Let's do it. We have world traveler Chip Scoggins back from his excursions. Is MTV going to make a new uh, West Coast reality show based on you, you, you and your family? <laughs> Cali, right? That's right. Little San Francisco. Oh, speaking of reality, did you guys see the... the uh, you probably didn't. Jay Cutler's on a new reality show with his wife who was on one of those MTV... Did you? on Monday or Tuesday. He's everything you would think he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a sour... Yes. Horrible, miserable he has human being. Zero passion in life. Yeah. No, he doesn't care about football. He doesn't care about his family. He rolls his eyes at his family just like yes. he does at the offensive the, line. Uh, one of the columnists from Chicago, I was reading it, and he said, "I miss his indifference." Oh, it's, <laughs> it is fantastic. <laughs> he he will be at this rate. I guarantee you, they will be divorced within six months. Six eight months. They've been together for a while. I, I think know she's but, digging it. But if he doesn't go and play football, that's it uh, for the relationship. There, there was a point where I just saw like a little one minute teaser clip on social media, and it was like everything you thought about Jay Cutler. <laughs> Where she's having friends over and saying, "Now, Jay, be nice to my friends. They're coming. Friends are coming over." And he's like, <sighs> "Yep." So the friends walk in, like, "Hey, Kristen. Hey, Jay." And Jay just sits there, <laughs> stares at him. They go away, and she Zero. goes, "Well, you couldn't even say hi." He's like, oh. <laughs> "Jay Cutler, though." Jay Cutler, give him a credit for this. Incredibly consistent. Yeah, like there's no difference. He has no passion in life. Smoking it's Jay hard, Cutler. It's hard to find people who have zero passions in life. Since we're into it, let's play the clip we played the other day. Oh, Phil, this is great. I gone. love that we're into this now. I don't think that you would be happy doing what you're doing for the rest of your life. So, have you thought about when you do get bored, what you're going to do? Yeah. No. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe you should. Not really looking to do a lot of work right now. Looking to do the exact opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not really looking to do a lot of work right now. Looking to do the opposite of work. Yeah. So, but he was going to be a Fox broadcaster yeah. last year. He signed on. Yeah. Is he not in the in the running for that I anymore? I don't think he wants it now. No. I think he's done. Yeah. I think he's done working. I guess when you've made that much money, you don't have to work again. But I, I feel what like kind, you'd be bored. What kind of broadcaster do you think he would have been? It would have been it would have been fun to find out about that. Pretty pretty I bet pretty boring. I think so too. You got to bring some energy and passion. Tony Romo only, loves football, right? Yeah. The the only interesting thing about Cutler starting out his broadcasting career is I think he wouldn't have been afraid to absolutely flame people, which would be fun. But there would be no prep whatsoever. That's exactly what Adam Gase said, coach of the Dolphins. He he was asked about that not too long ago. He said, I was worried if he was going to call a Dolphins game just because he would have flamed play calls <laughs> and just, just ripped everything. <laughs> Rolling his eyes and everything. Yeah, exactly. I uh, Chip, you want to talk about the soccer Vikings? Judd, <laughs> Judd and I called this yesterday. The soccer Vikings. Ding, ding. Aaron Trippier has not scored for his country in his career. 
And that one is in! First career goal for Karen Trippier! Puts England in front of the semifinal! Space and time to get this cross in. Parashit charging in! Croatia's tied the game! Ivan Parashit! Gets the boot up. Potential shot for a high boot here as he goes in, but it's an excellent fit. Give him the space and time to play this in. Walker able to stab it up in the air. Trippier outdueled by Parashit. Matsukic got there and scores! Mario Matsukic! Croatia take the lead in extra time of the World Cup semifinal! She knows it's too late as we're walking on by. Her soul slides away. But don't look back in Tears streaming down their face. Very 98 Vikings like, right? And Vikings fans just poured a beer yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We've been there. Hey, we've seen that before <laughs> several times. Oh, man. What, what's that Oasis song called? Is that their celebration song? Don't look back in anger. No, that's the sad, sad song. Yeah. That's, oh, that's so they were singing. That was the England fans after they had yeah, lost. Yes. That's the We Had Fun song. Don't be mad. You have a lot of experience uh, that getting together on that song. They're that condition to a defeat. Do you remember the horrible story that it was like a nightclub shooting or something in England a couple years ago? I remember the France it's, one. Whatever it was. Maybe it was yeah. France. I don't know. Um, but the uh, Coldplay and Ariana Grande, I just saw that. They performed that song together. Oh, excuse me. It was the bombing. It was a bombing. Okay. And they, they then did a concert afterward. I think it was even at an Ariana Grande concert. And they, they performed that song together. So it's kind of like the English morning song. Oh my god! A little bit cryptic. weird that you're doing yeah. it after a bombing and then after a soccer match. Well, but apparently that's when you do it when you're sad in England. You sing Oasis. Boy, that is uh, 1966, uh, baby. 1966. Well, well, we, we sing Oasis as our celebratory song here, right? For the loons. Yes, yes we it's do. A different yes. song, but yeah. yeah. I feel like Oasis isn't a very good celebratory band. It's just kind of sort of dark and yeah. You can't rip Wonderwall. Oh, no, sure. Oh, oh, sure you can. Yeah, you probably can. Yeah, I know. You can <laughs> yeah, rip yeah. it apart. Well, Judd brought up a good question before the show. What would the Vikings, oh, sad we lost another big well, game song? I be? think we should find one. I think that we need we to find... We should take nominations. Yes, I think that we should accept our fate and ex- accept the fact that at some point in time here soon, the, this team will probably be back in some type of a- NFC title game, right? So, but... When you lose this time, have a song ready for it. But what what is the level of loss that you have to? You don't sing it after every regular season loss. Well, this was it a, has to be no, like major. This no, was a yeah, semifinal. Once every four years, a huge tournament semifinal, and they're singing their hearts out. I think NFC Championship game playoffs. losses, any playoffs, any playoffs. playoff loss has. I think the band has to be local too, right? It's got to be some sort of a local band. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out in. Seventy thousand people at US Bank. This is actually not a bad idea. Turn on all the lights on over every boy and every girl. So gather. I think it might work. So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits. It's a lot better idea. 
thing. Embrace the You gotta have wide left and then... Oh, and you would have sung it after wide left for sure, despite the fact that was a first round long. It's a lot better idea to do that with pro sports with the Vikings than what you get after every gopher 50-point loss to Ohio State at TCF Bank Stadium. Final gun and still you have to go... Yeah, we, they should almost have like a slower morning version of that song. <laughs> you know, like this, like when you, like New Orleans, when you do yeah. the, uh, the whatever that song is, when you're marching down the streets. And, <laughs> yep. Just yeah. mix in the funeral. To, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, that's like the, the level of shattering fans' souls is so equivalent. Judd, yeah. Judd was on this before before anyone on this show. Like, England is the soccer version Ooh. of the Minnesota Vikings. So it's been since. 50s? They last won the World Cup in 1966. Oh. This was oh. the, since then, this was the second furthest that they've advanced. They finished in fourth place, I believe, in 1990. Okay, can we talk about the third they lo- place game that's going to happen yeah, here? Because they lost Why the third we need, place game. Do we really game? need a third place game? This in is the worst soccer. Th- this is stupid. Absolutely. You get your heart just ripped out of your chest, and now you have to come back in a few days at like I mean, well, my, it'll be my, afternoon their time, I guess. My kids don't want to play in a third place game. <laughs> and they shouldn't have to. And your children shouldn't be asked to do so. But when, when Chip and I were kids, the NCAA basketball tournament had a third place yeah. game. When up until around uh, the late 80s, I want to say the NCAA hockey tournament ha- had the same thing. And then they got even the NCAA as screwed up as they are, got smart enough to say, you know what, this third place game, it's a really stupid idea. Why are these guys playing a third place game? Just send them home. I mean, are you really going to get hardware that you care about? I guess you'll feel. Would you feel better winning a third place game or losing five to one in the in the World Cup final? I'd rather lose five to one in the World Cup final. Absolutely. And as Dave and Max pointed out before the show too, so Belgium and England on paper, kind of a dream matchup. We've Mm -hmm. got these like these up and coming teams and these superstars. They they'll now have played twice. As of this weekend, in this World Cup, both times meaning nothing. Yeah. It was yeah. was it coming out of pool play where they both were solidified into the next they round? They didn't want to win, yeah. right? Like, yeah, they were trying to yeah. avoid, avoid the, the, bracket, the winner the got the bracket. bad draw. Yep. Yeah, that'll uh, be fun. Third uh, place games are incredibly stupid, though, and should never ding, be played. Ding, ding. back to Coyle. Coyle to Suter. Suter to Pominville a shot. He didn't get all of it centered. Score! Zach Parisi ties it for the wild. Jason. Not that I know. No. I don't, I don't think so at all. Honestly, I don't. You have to ask. I, I don't know. Okay. You have to ask each guy individually. I don't have any tension with them. <laughs> what was that? Freeze, freeze and yo. That was <laughs> tension, <laughs> tension with Mike Yo. Tension between you and yo? I mean, I, 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 I'm. What, what, tension? what tension? What tension? What do you mean? Just because I can't stand him <laughs> does not mean we have tension. Why are you sharpening a knife right now? <laughs> what? What, 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 what are you talking about? I got. I'm going to cut some stuff up here. It's an a, apple. It's a, it's a hatchet. I'm <laughs> I got a steak here to cut. Uh, Judd, uh, Judd went to what what arena do we play uh, debut uh, in? Okay. Braemar. And, and David asked the question yesterday, with the sports scene being dead, what other non-sports things can you find to do? Well, Dave, I'm going to answer your question by saying, you just keep going to sports. The beauty league's playing. <laughs> oh, my God. There were, uh, there were three games last night. Now, here here's the interesting thing about this league. It's got a lot of good players. It's got a lot of pro players. And it's great. It's four on four. It's it's running time until the last two minutes of two periods of play that are 23 minutes apiece, which is great. 
It moves, so it moves super quick. Is it more than one game in a night? Or it's, they three just ga- it's three games last night, and I, I went for two. Brock Besser of the Canucks played in the first game and scored a hat trick. I didn't watch that game, but I went to, to the last two, and Zach Parisi, for the first time since he got hurt in the playoffs, played in the second game last night. Are there coaches? Do they have like yes. guys in suits on the... No, no, no. They're just in jeans. Um, ben Clymer, I think coach Parisi's oh, okay. team. Uh, I want to say uh, Chris McAlpine, the former West golfer. Walls is just all yeah, the FSN it. analysts. Oh, no, no. You couldn't have Wes. Kevin Gorg was coaching West team. Would, Wes would coach. <laughs> Walsey would coach. What are you Skate doing there? But Parisi played, and uh, I think it's a very good thing he played because he's got some rust to shake off, and it's yeah. July, and it's a perfect time to I, shake it off. I think it's 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 kind of a cool thing. It's is, is it unique? Do other markets, do other hockey markets have something like this, or is just this just unique to the I state of hockey? I think it's unique to us. Yeah, and a lot of you know a lot of NHL players will come here and train before mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them live here. Right. Anyways, but guys will fly into town because they know there's a big group of guys. Yeah, no, it's, working out. It's cool. It, it started. I think it started three years ago uh, in Edina, and it Who used to it? be. I think Ben Hankinson, the former started, golfer yeah. who's an agent now, I think he started it. And I think it's an offshoot of the fact that for a long time, a bunch of players would come here and train. And I want to say they started to get together like five years back at the St. Louis Park Rec Center. Yeah, is that the Octagon thing? And yeah. yeah. And they, they would just go sort of skate and play. And I think so, someone got smart enough to be like, well, if you're going to come here and skate and play, let's start a no-check league, essentially. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, I went over there because I think it's a, a, the Octagon uh, group and then uh, I, 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 I remember right. going over there to interview some guys. And you you show up to the rink and there's NHL players from all different teams and they're working out. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is pretty. They good. should turn the Larry Fitzgerald offseason football yeah. workouts into the same <laughs> thing. There was like a full eleven on eleven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the university, just start having games. It'd be hilarious. Guys, get well, that's the time. Me and Judd Chris Carter yeah. starts playing. Jerry Rice, Chris Carter, all these guys. Greg Jennings Greg, would come yeah. in. Is it okay? I'm going to ask some dumb questions here for for the beauty league. Is it? Are, are there? Former players who partake, or you know, are there like forty-five-year-old former players? Or no, all current guys. So. It's current. It's current professional. It's current pro players from the National Hockey League. It's minor league guys. Okay, there are there are college players because they don't get paid. There are college players who play. The only position at which, for the most part, you don't know who the players are at, at all: goaltender. Because for the Nobody wants that. This random yeah. dude. Well, it's, yeah. it's four. It's four on four. There's no, no checking. Check. So there's no defense. And Target defensively, <laughs> no one's trying. What are final scores of these games? Uh, the last game last night wasn't too bad. It was like five to three, I okay. believe. But I mean, they get up to eight goals sometimes. It's not awful because they're they're competent players. Yeah. Uh, but it's really really fun. And and the good thing about it is, I want to say as they progress, more players start to take part. So mm. so like last night's crew was good, but not the best. But by the time that you get in a couple more weeks and guys want to start training more and getting in shape more, it'll be pretty good. So that's fun. Okay, I have a wild question for you guys when we come back here. Because it felt like, okay, they're they're making a bunch of little moves here and maybe maybe some minor tweaks are going to turn to bigger moves and we're still waiting here. Uh, Also, Chip is going to help us uh, go through the Star Tribune has a big three-part series about the current state of baseball and and some of these things that apply to the Twins as well. And so we're going to do a little dive into that later on this hour. We have Phase 3, Episode 3 of the Judd Zolgad Athlete Challenge on the horizon. We know what the sport will be. We need parameters. Uh, Doogie with a scoop today at 11. Roy Smalley, 11.30. Chris Long in studio from Channel 5. It's Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Oakley dokley. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd are back. Please, continue. On 1500 ESPN. In the space and time to play this in. Walker able to stab it up in the air. 
Trippy around duel by Parrish. It's Matsukic got there and scores! Mario Matsukic! Croatia take the lead in extra time of the World Cup semifinals! Sad England fans. Uh, there's the official That's music. Play. Ship Scott. Yeah, yeah this is not a sad song. Is, okay, this when Tennessee loses a huge football game, which is becoming a frequent occurrence here <laughs> the last 15 to 20 we years. We have a huge football game anymore. <laughs> They're not even good enough to yeah, get to the huge football game. Do they, do they make the Tennessee players go and stand there and like sing the rouser at the end no. of the game? Like, Okay. No. You just get to the locker room. They just keep playing Rocky Top. <laughs> just, just, just play them off the Chip stage. Chip starts crying. They're <laughs> playing Rocky Top. Uh, well, we're getting we're getting some more nominations for if, if, the, if the Vikings lose a big game like England did and they have this uh, Oasis song that they all sing together in sadness. <laughs> Okay, what would we sing here in Minnesota as sad Vikings fans? Uh, Dave, do you have a few ready for uh, People are submitting all kinds of stuff. Local artists. We thought Semi-Sonic Closing Time would be a good one from, from earlier. First one that came to mind for me. Uh, what else What else do you have over there? Well, we have a couple submissions. We have a little, uh, a couple print submissions, actually. Okay. A little bit, a little when doves cry. People just grooving. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is not going to work. No, it's too fast. It's a little bit too upbeat. Yeah. A little too upbeat. We need something we need more depressing. Sad. A little All more right. solemn. Okay. All right. How about let's try? Ooh, let's try this one. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah. <laughs> I one like this. Seventy thousand people. Yeah. You would have to get to the chorus though. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. We get it. Okay. Pretty good. Some people are suggesting like Bob Dylan. He's got a lot of. Sort of cryptic songs. Yeah, We've got a Dylan there. suggestion here. Let's play a little of this one. Uh, it's all over now, baby blue. Saints are coming through. And it's all over now, baby blue. That's that this, would this work. Would really if, if work. That would work. If you could get 70,000 people on the same That's You it. don't have to sing good. well to sing it clearly. <laughs> no, right? you don't. You can sound I mean, like you're so sort of drunk that, and gasping yeah. for air. That actually, that <laughs> that would actually work. would work. I think that would be very good, yeah. yeah. That might be the leader in the clubhouse yeah. right now. Uh, the other uh, <laughs> suggestion we got, I mean, it fits obviously with the Vikings. No chipper? I think yeah. I yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. But you could sing this depending on you could change the word, right? Like if they win, you could change the word to R E I G N as opposed to R A I N. You could sing it after, so you could sing it after every losses, game. Yeah. And you could change the tone to a certain degree to yeah. it. No, if it's a tie, I don't know what to do. Go go back to the solo asylum <laughs> song, I guess. I'm not sure. That's good though. Purple Rain is good. Yeah. We'll we'll keep taking your suggestions sure. on Twitter. Song. It was good though. Yeah. It's all over now, baby. Pretty good. Um, okay, I have a question for you guys about the Wild. Is this the end of their off season? Have they? Do you guys foresee a trade coming down the pipeline? Is this well, the roster that they're going to put out there in two months? If it is, it was a tweak. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, would you call tweak. this a tweak? I, I, I don't even know if it is a whisper. Um, I don't know. I, I I can't imagine you're going to come back with this team as it is right now because. I don't know that they make the playoffs as they're currently constructed. I think you have to do something to shake up that core. And the Western Conference is improving. It's getting better. It's certainly not becoming worse. And if Eric Carlson gets traded from Ottawa to Dallas, guess what? Now you've got, you're going to go into next season in your division with, um, with Nashville better than you, Winnipeg 
Dallas, um, Colorado, perhaps, because they, they've got yeah. a nice young team. St. Louis, probably, yeah, because they they've made so, they've made some significant, substantial tweaks. So yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna stand pat completely, what this tells me is that you've got a plan and you're not planning to execute that plan until after 2018, 19. Or it tells you that one, you're jammed up to the cap and can't do a lot, and but that's maybe not, you're not getting what you. That's that okay. We're we're getting to the point now. The cap is is crawling upwards a bit, and we're getting to the point now where that's disingenuous to say that in this regard. Eric Carlson trade talks are ongoing with three teams, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Dallas Stars, and Tampa Bay. And if you call up uh, capfriendly.com right now, Mm -hmm. the Lightning are a lot more up against the cap than the Wild is. So if the Wild wanted to do something, they definitely could. The guy, my sense of this thing, Chipper and Phil, and the guy who's going to be the loser in this, and the guy I actually feel some empathy for is Boudreaux. Because he's got two years left on that contract. I think he's done nothing wrong. I think he's a good coach. But if you send this roster into next year, what you're telling me is the GM wants his own guys. And the yeah. GM's going to make changes, but it's not going to be until he gets his own guys. And that's the thing. You look at this core, and you don't know where Suter's going to be at coming back. Um, they're all older. You're banking on Zucker another career year. Yeah. Um, you're, you're banking on Stahl continuing to perform at a high level at his age. Which and he's not going to score that many goals no, again. And so, it's not fair to expect that. You know, I, I don't know. You know, we're not privy to behind the scenes what kind of offers they're getting for a Zucker or Saul or whoever, Coyle, Niederreiter. But um, I just don't think that you can come back with this core and think that, all right, we're going to keep knocking on the door and eventually it's going to happen because it's, this is not – I mean, however many, was it six years? This is a track record now. So you have to do something to shake this core up. I guess my question would be if you, okay, if you're going to go into, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to float this season and you're not going to make a lot of changes and you're just going to ride that middle ground again. You're just going to be in the, you're just going to be fighting for a spot in the playoffs and this is the roster because next off season's the off season that you're going to start making moves. How much flexibility do you have next off season compared to this off season if Parisi's still under contract? Uh, Mikhail Granlin's going to be paid $5.7 million next year as well. Miko Koivu's contract doesn't end until two years from now. Uh, you're paying Nino $5 million a year through 2022. I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah. after this year, you got three contracts. Stall comes off the books. Uh, but that's a, that's about it in terms of yeah. the big contract. <clears throat> well, it, it might be just you know a new general manager saying, I want to see this team play with my own eyes 82 games versus... Go know, watch the... Here's an idea. Yeah, go watch spend the playoffs. The, no, yeah. or just go watch all the games from last year. Make it and just speed up that process. Yeah, but I, I still think I have to think there's something coming, right? That has been my guess, but it's a total guess. I don't know for sure. the The thing that this guy has going for him is the guy who hired him is convinced that the current roster is good, and this guy, whether he agrees with that assessment or not, can be as patient as he wants because mm. he's not going to be fired. So I just. I wonder if he wants a year to observe. I wonder if he eventually would, would like to choose his own coach. Because you could theoretically, if you fired Boudreaux after this coming year with, with a year left to pay him off, that's not too bad. Two years is a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my my gut says they should do something, and I thought they were going to. But the more this drags out, the more I say, well, perhaps not. Perhaps he's just going to look. and And keep in mind, too, Conspiracy theory wise, it might make some sense if Fenton if Fenton 
thinks, well, well, Craig thinks this team is going to be good. I don't think that they're going to be. I'm going to allow them not to be good because guess what? I'm going to get a higher draft pick. Because this team, well, I mean, one problem is this team has always been stuck for how many years now in, in that, well, we're drafting 13th or we're drafting 20th. I don't, But I don't think they're going to be bad enough to draft high. I think they'll be good enough to be, you know, playoff team or fringe, you know, in that border. So I don't think... I don't think they're going to be a terrible team. A Western Conference is going to be pretty good, uh, though. I think they might boy, get knocked out. I think. I mean, well, okay, yeah, knocked when out. Say, you... When you say draft high, are you talking like draft in the top five? No, no, I'm they're saying not be that bad. I'm, I'm saying I'm saying top ten, perhaps. I, it's boy, just I a theory. Know. It's yeah. just a. I at this point, I can't tell you what they're doing. Yeah, but I, I when you look at the roster, it still could be a playoff roster. I'm not saying that they're well. The one thing we don't know is this, that you, you broached this before, Suter. Yeah. Suter's injury was not a small deal. This could be, if he's not set to play opening night or opening month of the year, I'm not going to be surprised one bit. So let's just start to say, let's start to say Parisi comes back and he's okay, but he's certainly not great because he's, he's old and has had back problems. And now Suter is out for a month, let's say, or two months. So you could start to talk about a roster that is that is deteriorating. Stall is probably going to take a step back at least. It's just a theory. I yeah. don't know. I can't I can't look right now and say and say that I see a clear plan here. I think Fenton's probably a smart guy. I think he's got one, but I but I think what he what he described as a tweak might have been saying the guy who owns me thinks this team is good. Yeah. I'm banking on they're not as good, so let's just see where things go. Yeah, and the problem is <clears throat> when you look at the roster I just don't see a, a player that you think, all right, this guy's going to take a big jump this year and play at a at a level that we haven't seen. I mean, not unless a guy like I mean, Greenway is going to come up and Greenway, yeah, knock he, your he, socks you off. You would think he'd be better, no. but I mean, Probably you sort not. of know what you're going to get from Charlie Cole. You sort of know what you're going to get from Niederreier. Granlin, you know what you're going to get. Zucker, you know, can he duplicate what he did last year? So I, that's the problem is you're you're <clears throat> going to rely on guys. Having similar years and not taking a step back. Um, when do you have to pay Jason? Jason Zucker is a restricted in, free agent right now. He's right? going to arbitration, right? Yeah. So how does that work? Uh, well, well, he's he, going to get a lot of money out of him. He's he's scheduled to go to arbitration late this month. He probably won't get there. They'll probably agree to a contract. He still could be dealt. I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be shocked if they make a trade. I just thought that the trade would have happened by now. Yeah. And and the one thing that they might be they might be w- waiting to see. Where teams fall with with how confident they are in their players, and then make trades. But you got Zucker and Dumber are both up for arbitration this month. It's a rarity in that league. I want to say in the entire league last year, among arbitration cases, one went to an arbitrator. So ordinarily you don't. Yeah. But yeah, I just I don't. It's always an awkward. <clears throat> oh yeah. In sports, like when the oh, twins arbitration, went, it's, yeah. the twins didn't go for ten or fifteen years, and then all of a sudden they it was like Kyle Gibson they went to arbitration with, or was it was. Yeah, they went to arbitration yeah, for like, like three hundred thousand dollars just to say, it, "Dude, we don't, we don't, we're not paid." It, it is interesting that you go in there and your job is to tell a player you're not as good as. Yeah, you think like crap. <laughs> we on don't think you're that good. Up yeah. the boys. All right, go get them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we then, love you. Okay, and then you bring up the playoffs. That's right. Yeah, yeah he scored thirty three goals, but that, did you see those playoffs? That would yeah. be the argument. zero points. Yeah. yeah, super uncomfortable. Uh, all right, Chip and the Star Tribune, and a, and there's a bunch of hands on deck are going through the state of baseball and also looping in where the Twins stand with some of these uh, just different evolutions. Let's talk about some of that when we come back here. Doogie with a scoop in an hour and a half. It's Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studio. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackie, Judd Zolgad. Let's make this older, dumpier, and whiter. There you go. 
Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Give him the space and time to play this in. Walker able to stab it up in the air. Trippier out to him by Parrish. It's Matsukic got there and scores! Mario Matsukic! Croatia take the lead in extra time of the World Cup semifinal! That's not nope. it. That's not nope. it. I like this song as well. No, I love this song. It's too upbeat. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's a good song. It's just not for a... We're looking for when the Vikings lose a big game, like England fans singing all in, in the same voice, uh, a sad, depressing song. This isn't, it's got to be slower. Uh, yeah. It's got to be a slow song. Purple Rain, very yeah. good. The, Dil- I, the Dylan I, I, song the Dylan was good. Yeah. I mean, semi-sonic closing time, it might, it works. Be, not, yeah. might yep. be number one for me. One but. more B- Dylan idea that came in. How about this one? Okay. And it's a hard... It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain that's gonna fall. I mean, it's uh, not bad. No, it, it, it's pretty we, good. If we could change the word rain to snow in January, <laughs> we could make that work. It's not bad. It's okay. The first deal is something I like better. I do too. Keep it worked better. Yeah. Keep I, feel, I feel like we need um, a song that, that the entire group can sing. And I'm not sure that that, uh, if you got thousands of fans singing that song, I'm not sure how it would sound. The Baby Blue yeah. song feels like a song that entire stadium could sing. That one was was a little bit too upbeat, too. I feel like the, yeah, you, I think you're right. I feel like Minnesota sports fans, and I'm not even blaming us for this, but like they peace out when the game's, they, when it's third quarter, the thing's Beat over. There's not guy. enough people in the stadium to, to right, sing but a we're song talk, at the end. But, you know, we're t- we're talking about Falcons 98, Saints 2009. So we're talking about a game that you definitely wouldn't peace out of, too. Mm. Like, 40, Walsh, like 41 Donut, you say? No, no. You're See, in the parking lot. I don't feel lot, that way. <laughs> and the Philly loss, I don't feel that way. You got you got drubbed who, at that this point. very specifically for the close heartbreak. Yeah, yeah don't, yeah, don't you think? Do okay. yeah. you have another one? No, I just leader in the clubhouse then still. Saints, right? It's the Saints. Yeah. It's all over now. <laughs> right. Far. Blue. Just oh, yeah, change the team. I think this is it. Just change the team. Look out now. The Eagles are coming. <laughs> oh, wait. It's the Giants. Oh, no. It's the Falcons. Oh, I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> oh, man. All right, what are you guys working on at the Star Tribune right now? Big uh, state of baseball. Yeah, yeah. We're doing series. a, uh, a uh, three-part series um, kind of examining where the baseball's at and how it's being played right now. And it's... You know, we're just kind of brainstorming, watching a lot of games this year, and it's like, you know, baseball is so different than what it was 10 years ago, even. The way with shifts and strikeouts and bullpen usage and um, just the amount of inactivity and dead time. Tom Verducci had a stat that the amount of time elapsed between balls put in play now is 3 minutes and 45 seconds, which is just... Feels like an eternity yeah. when you you know you stacked it on top of each other throughout a game. Uh, so so we you know we, we kind of launched into this uh, series, kind of examining the new baseball. Uh, talked to thirty people in the game, uh, including the commissioner Rob Manfred. Um, and so we have our first uh, first installment Sunday, and it's kind of a you know sweeping story, just looking at all all these kind of factors that are playing into kind of where the game is at let's, right now. Let's start with the Twins angle on this. Where, yeah. in, in all of the reporting that you guys have done, where do the Twins fall in terms of some of this activity, yeah, whether it's well, shifting or analytics? As Dave St. Peter said, um, they were probably slow to the 
to to the movement, but not probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they were still Not using probably. they were still using the yellow pages three yeah. years ago. Come on, as he said, we are all in. I, I can assure you that was his exact quote. And um, they shift uh, as twenty two percent of the time, so that's third highest in Major League Baseball. Terry Ryan once came on. This is like probably five years ago now, and uh, this might have been when when Pelissero and I were doing a one hour. Royce and I from four to six, and then me and Pelissero would do uh, an, an hour after that at, at the end of afternoon drive. And we had Terry Ryan on for twenty minutes one night, and and, and the Twins were going through multiple ninety loss seasons, and analytics were sort of sweeping baseball, but the Twins were very obviously behind. And I said, Terry, where do you? You know, where do you guys stand? There's all these teams that are pouring resources into analytics departments, and you know where where does your organization stand? A very fair question. Yeah. He, and he goes, he goes, I think we're doing fine in the analytics department, Phil. Uh, we've got we've got 25 guys in our analytics department. They're called scouts, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. Yeah. Every other team also has we're unearthing guys. talent yeah. all yeah. over the place, <laughs> right. Phil. Right. You don't realize. So, like, that's, they openly sort of mocked and yeah. shunned, well, and, and that's why you're playing catch up. But you know, Derek Falvey and, and Thad Levine come in, and and it's hard to uh, put a exact number on the number of employees, but I've been told dozens. Mm-hmm. And so whether that's 50, they don't really 70, talk about it. No, they're, they're very, and, and you know, and that's every sport executives are not going to just open the curtain and show you everything that they're doing. But um, we know that they're hiring and beefing up their infrastructure, whether it's, it's not only um, the analytics departments, which there are a bunch of new bodies in there, but you know, it's everything from hiring a dietitian to travel with them, doing sleep studies, doing, you know, different things like that, just kind of systems um, that they've hired people for. So, They've definitely launched into this thing um, at kind of warp speed in the last year in terms of hiring people for for new roles. And so, but you're seeing it uh, this week when they played the Royals. um, They had a shift where they put Escobar in left field. They had four deep uh, outfielders. And then they moved um, Polanco to the right side of uh, second base. And so they had all the infield over here and then four outfielders, which, you know. That's just just a different way of playing baseball, and there's some there's a lot of dialogue right now about shifts and what they should do. Ned Yost, the Royals manager, is adamant he wants it outlawed, and a lot of the reasoning behind that is because it's taken away hits, it's taken away balls put in play, and you look at Bryce Harper who gets shifted something like forty five percent of the time. He was hitting two fifteen. I think he's uh, kind of on a hot streak now. It might be a little higher, but. It's definitely affected him. Mm-hmm. And so rather than hitters adjusting to it, they are just hitting into the shifts. And so you're seeing a lot of outs. You, the The batting average, league batting average, is the lowest it's been since 1972. Uh, the league's on pace for the first time ever to have more strikeouts than hits because everybody's wanting to hit home runs. Pitchers are throwing more uh, breaking balls. Velocity is a lot uh, more widespread throughout the league now. So Everything is extreme. It is. Velocity is extreme. Breaking ball is extreme. Home runs are extreme. Shifts, Strikeouts are yeah. extreme, right? And so there, you just have this incredible kind of lack of action. Um, you, you know, I the time to, between balls and play is a frightening statistic. I, yeah, and I talked to I, one It's fan. like i got to wait four minutes for a, a ball to yeah. be hit yeah, to yeah, the we'll outfield or something. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, I'm out. Bye. See ya. Yeah, you know, I talked to one fan who said, and, and I think it's true, and, and Roy Smalley, who I talked to, said this, you're, you're seeing great athletes come into the game now. Like there's, you know, probably more so than here in the recent history, a lot of really good athletes. But 
this one fan said, I loved it when you saw sacrifices and hit and runs and stolen bases. You just, there's just not a premium on those as much as, you know, the, the way the game used yeah. to be played. I think baseball is caught between the, there's, there's two different conversations that have to be had by people in major league baseball. And there's different stakeholders for each path of this conversation. There's the, the strategic conversation, which is, Hey, we've got all this information now and now we can disseminate it. We've got former players, uh, the Gabe Kaplers of the world who he might be the NL manager of the year who can disseminate information in layman's terms, I mean, I know you you guys have reported on the Twins have color-coded pitcher matchups mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, yeah. here's all the information, and here's how we explain it to a five-year-old so that you can go out and you can just yeah. pick the right pitchers. But then there's the entertainment side. There's the build an audience and bring in new fans and make your product as entertaining as possible. And I think both sides are right in that strategically, absolutely I want shifting and I want all these different things and I want my pitchers to have... Uh, more strikeout prowess. But from an entertainment standpoint, you're trying to put the best TV show out there, right? You're trying yeah. to build audiences, and, and, and that's where that's where these two conversations it's, are going different directions. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, the attendance is on pace to, to be the lowest since 2003. Now, Commissioner Manford uh, attributes that primarily to just terrible weather across the country in, in, in uh, April, I which... Could- I can help them. Don't yeah. schedule 12 games at Target exactly. Field yeah, in yeah, April. Exactly. Hey, Rob, I'll take a job with you. Pay me six figures. <laughs> yeah. I can tell my but, Stella, my dog can tell you exactly. that. But I'm not, I'm not buying that completely because no, I, I just think the game with the pace of play, and it's not even so much the time, the time length. Yeah, four-hour games are awful. But I think it's more just the dead time that, that's taking place in games now. Um, we have a stat in there where the Nielsen data, the uh, people that track kind of uh, audiences, Last year, the average age of, of uh, MLB fan was 57. Jeez. The NBA was 42. And so you're talking about... That's insane. Yeah, that's a big gap. And 57. Are kids watching uh, baseball? That's the average can, age. Can yeah. you imagine an average age for something being that old? But think about, I mean, oh, I see what you're doing there. AM radio joke. I got it. That's <laughs> good. That's good. And, and newspapers as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that's... That's amazing. So yeah. the so the average age is is a fifty seven year old viewer. This yeah. is for for all for TV viewer, TV viewer, T, okay, TV viewer. But still, they have yeah. done, baseball has done a really good job, though. I will give them credit of opening up streaming. It, it wasn't until last season you couldn't even stream a game on Fox Sports North, and yeah. some of these are like agreements between team and their partner. Mm. But that's where if, if if you just make baseball accessible, that's step one, and they yeah. have done that. But I, I wonder, uh, you know. And I'm just speaking from like my kids, they won't sit down and watch a baseball game on TV. Now they might look at their phone and get the score, get the highlights off right. of the ESPN app. And I think that's probably where their challenge is. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how they kind of get that core audience to be a little bit younger. Um, it, it, they have a challenge I'm gi- based on the way the game's being played right now. I've given this some thought because we we used to talk about time of game, and then we we tweaked that and changed that to pace of play. Mm-hmm. But from from what you're saying, Chipper, I think the problem is this. I think instead of saying pace of play, it should be the word should be flow. Baseball's meant to have a flow to it. Yeah, it and, has nothing and, to do and with the Phil length of the said, game. It's the it's and, this. But as Phil j- just said, baseball's become a game of extremes. When you play 162, it's not meant to be. I'm playoffs. That's great, but baseball's not meant to on a June night have extremes. It's supposed to have a flow to it. And right now we've got because of shifts, we've got try, guys trying to hit home runs, and we've got pitchers trying to throw 102. 
And what we've taken away and what made it a great sport to me was it was a sport that had a definite flow to it, and that's gone now. Yeah, it's been interrupted. It's like people get caught up with length of game. Well, if we can just get the length of game from three hours and 15 minutes to two hours and 15 minutes, it's... I love James Bond movies. They're all two and a half hours. Yeah. I've never sat there after like two hours and 15 minutes like, oh my God, when's this going to be over? I'm like, I need yeah. another hour of this. This yeah, is amazing. Yeah. If something's entertaining, you forget that it's four hours. or five. If there's a college football game between Alabama and Auburn that's back and forth and it's 42 to 40, and there's a game-winning you know, missed field goal return for a touchdown in the fourth hour of the game, I'm not thinking, geez, I yeah. wish this was two hours. I'm thinking, or some of these World Cup games, oh my God, it's extra time. I mean, unless you hate soccer, yeah. I'm thinking this is drama, and there's a yeah. there's a trip to the final on the line. I'm not thinking. My God, I wish I wish I had 15 minutes back here. I'm thinking this is compelling. It's not compelling. Baseball's not compelling. Like no, because it's are. you know every at bat goes three two, and then you have foul balls, and it's a strikeout. I mean, the strikeouts to me are the the thing that's maddening. There's I covered a game earlier this year where the Twins won. I think they scored eight runs, but they had something like 15 strikeouts. It was yep. just absurd. I mean, it was. You you thought they would have gotten shut out, but it's um, just kind of how the game is, and but that's not fun to watch. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's it's you know, but I understand the team's uh, perspective too. That hey, we have a lot of smart people that are really diving in, doing this deep dive analysis, and we're the idea is to prevent runs, and so we're doing whatever we can defensively to do it. Uh, You know, is it their job to worry about how it looks? I don't know. Yeah, let's let's come back because you guys also and there's it's a three part series coming out. Is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or uh, what's be, the uh, Sunday, Monday, and then we'll have the All Star break, and then the, the last part I believe is Thursday. Okay, uh, a deep dive into the state of baseball starts to be. Chip Scoggins hanging out with us, and uh, let's go a little bit into what you found out from smart people around the league. What baseball might look like in ten years from now. And uh, we'll do a scoop session in about an hour with Doogie Mackie and Judd. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. Happy. On 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd now continue. Well, here we are again. Yeah. On 1500 ESPN. Vent that's all about bacon and beer. It is happening. The Bacon and Beer Classic takes over CHS Field this Saturday. Get your tickets now to enjoy over 100 beers, over 30 bacon dishes, music, a bacon eating contest, and more. You can go VIP for early admission. An event special, beer, and a donut wall. Plus, while you're there, look for the 1500 ESPN folks for your chance to win some prizes. More details, 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. And this portion of Mackie and Judd is sponsored by It's Just Lunch. We need to get Chip some of these tack glasses. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those infomercial that comes on. Give me that number. It's tack glasses. Did you see that? Right Georgia, who cares? Are you, you ever see drive, the way that worked? Are you ever <laughs> driving in a two-lane mountain range going 75 miles an hour with a semi-truck bearing down on you and you can't see a thing? <laughs> Try this tack visor. These guys look tough, though. Like, you know what? I got rid of the visor and I hit the truck head on. The driver died. I'm alive well. <laughs> you should see the other guy. I destroyed that 18-wheeler and I do it again. I don't need the tack visor. The tack glasses, guys. For being blind to see Do you want to look like a former Marine too? Wear these glasses. You'll be able to see through everyone's soul. $29.99. Nothing better than attack glasses when the guy pops out of the river. Out of the water like he's holding an AR-15 ready to take out some terrorists. And, uh, and he's just Chuck Norris in a pond. Yeah. It's the glasses, baby. You can look like me. I can't wait to see Chip oh, in his little, wood, little Woodbury neighborhood yeah. by those manufactured ponds. Jumping slowly out. gets out of the water. 
glasses. You'd look good in the glasses, I think, Chipper. You'd look very official. Doorbell rings. <laughs> <laughs> He's his cat glasses. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> what do you want? Do you like some Girl Scout cookies? What do you listen, punk? <laughs> oh, don't you step foot on rocky top soil. <laughs> All right, what, what's baseball? Oh, we got man. like five more minutes. What's baseball going to look like in ten <laughs> yeah, years? Yeah, so so uh, the, the so reporting we, you guys are doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we you know we talked to like I said thirty people in the game. We, uh, one thing we asked everybody is you know what's the one thing the game will have ten years from now that that it doesn't have right now, and you know got a lot of different answers, but uh, a lot of similar ones too. Um, electronic strike zone is something that a lot is on a lot of people's minds now. Um, I'm not sure. How how soon that one will come? I, I think it eventually probably will, but I, I don't think it's like next year. Uh, the other one's banning shifts. I think there might be some legislation on that, and the other one is a time clock. But what you see in the minors, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens next year. Uh, the banning shifts. I think uh, well, Ned Yost and I think uh, Matheny um, from St. Louis has come out against it. That, that'll that be an interesting debate because I'm sure there's some that are adamant about it, that it's killing the game. You're taking away hits. Bryce Harper's 215. I mean, Joe Maurer gets hits taken away a lot because, for, you know, for years for, because of the shift. Um, but then there's the other side that, hey, just because we're smart and can figure this out, we shouldn't be penalized for that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of rule where, okay, infielders have to have one foot in the, in the dirt. Uh, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the imaginary line going right through second base. I, I don't know if that would be the first step, but I, I think those two will come before electronic strike zone. Among the p- people that you talked to for the, these stories, Chipper, what did you feel was the level of concern about their sport? High. Okay. And which and, it should be, but I'm just yeah. because they're in the sport. I was curious what it should yeah. be. High. You're feeling yeah. like, oh, it's fifty-seven is the average view. That's it should insane. be. But but because it should be high doesn't mean people always get it. In this case, I feel like they do, but I was just curious. Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, especially people that are out of the game. You know, Jim Cott, we talked to him, and, you know, he's a proponent for seven inning games. Um, and he said, <laughs> I'm not trying, he, his quote was something like, I'm not trying to say my generation is better than their generation. He said, but I, I love the game and I'm worried about the direction it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you, you sort of got a lot of that sense that people just, you know, they're wondering how do you kind of bring some of the action back into it where it's not just home run, strikeout, hits taken away from, uh, you know, shifting, that type of thing. And I, I honestly don't know that there is, like, one magical answer. There's a lot of hard conversations and decisions they're going to have to make if they're going to, you know, make those kind of changes. Yeah. So just on on the shifting thing real quick. So you would have to – they'd mandate – potentially four infielders, you'd all have to have at least a foot on the dirt. So you couldn't put a guy 10 feet behind the dirt in shallow Which right field. Which we see a lot, right? yeah. You'll, you'll see like Escobar. So you couldn't designate over. a fourth outfielder. You couldn't Correct. do that. Yeah. But you could designate a fifth infielder at times, which happens yeah, late in games. Yeah, which comes late in games, yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, taking an imaginary line right down, cutting the field in half, and, you, you know, the second baseman can't step over a shortstop uh, in, in lining up. You know, I, I, I don't know. Uh because there's always been shifting. You put your shortstop in a hole, you put them oh, more towards. So, um, but I, th- I think the first step might be putting, make sure you have one foot in the dirt. Get the clock in too. The clock, I think. Just is, get the clock in. I think the clock's inevitable. I wouldn't be surprised if that's in and next And players year. now are, c- are coming up with the clock. So it's not like, right. yeah. it's the current generation of guys in, in the big leagues who are veterans who mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. But you're going to get to a point here within four or five years, it's the norm. Well, yeah. what, what's the way you, uh, Jose Brios pitches? 
get the ball back, get on the mound, pitch it again. Yeah. I mean, that's that should be kind of the exactly. you mentioned flow. That would help the flow of the game where it just you know everybody should watch Mark Burley. Go back yeah. like ten years and watch a Mark Burley <laughs> in his prime game where he's up there and it's it's twelve seconds between pitches mm-hmm. max. Like you know, wipe the sweat off if you need to, yep. and just stand on the rubber and go. And, yeah, uh, and then it'll, it, you're gonna have to if, if you're like Lance Lynn and you like to labor or the Jason Marquis who took f- yeah. you know, four hours between pitches back in the day. Figure out how to get your mental process sped up so that you can. It would be snappier. interesting to see if they do do some adjustments with the shift, how that will impact hits. If there's fewer hits that are uh, taken away and batting average comes up more, you know, more runners on that type of thing. I mean, that would be one way to kind of increase but, but it. The other thing too, though, the the other sports have, and baseball just won't have this. You, with quarterbacks in football and with star players in basketball, these these individuals have such influence, and they're always in the postseason. Like you're going to see Tom Brady in the playoffs. You're going to yeah. see you're going to see Steph Curry and LeBron James in the playoffs. You're not going to see Mike Trout in the playoffs, and it's not Mike Trout's fault. It's yeah. just that individual baseball players and superstars aren't as important to the whole winning process because like you you come up the same number of times as the other eight players in the batting order yeah. in the nba lebron james ain't shooting the same number as jr smith <laughs> yeah. right yeah hopefully not well sometimes he <laughs> yeah i mean how do you market you know the mike trouts and make him more of a household name to where he has the same kind play of in prestige yeah he's got yeah, a plan i think so yeah mm-hmm. and, and viewership in in world series i think is get, outstanding. i think get, getting the pace of your game Improving that, I, I think what baseball need, needs to do is accept the fact that they can, they can change some things. The marketing thing would, would be nice, and it should be worked on. But I think the most important thing is the pitch clock and getting the pace of the game where people want to watch it again, especially young people. So keep a lookout. Uh, Chip's been hanging out with us. He hangs out with us on Thursdays, and he's part of this big uh, three-part series coming out on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. Uh, the state of baseball. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks All for right. having yeah, yep. uh, We can put your tack glasses on. <laughs> Go sing some sad songs about the Vikings. <laughs> Do that too. Um, okay, we have a new Judd Zolgad athlete challenge. We're going to get to. We have to. We have to lay out the parameters for this. And he sounds like you're agreeable. And to we this. might need help on on what those parameters should be as well from listeners. Yes. So that could help us. And we can open up phone lines for the next couple segments: six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is the car dealership and service department my family and I have been going to for three plus decades. Myself as a legal of age driver for about 17 years or so. Uh, one of the cool things about Toyotas and then combine the durability of Toyotas with the service department and the people at Luther Brookdale Toyota. Uh, 80% of Toyotas that were on the road 20 years ago are still on the road today. So you can... For instance, go to the pre-owned vehicle section of LutherBrookdaleToyota.com, and you can find some great specials on 2007 Camrys, 2010 Camrys. Uh, like I'm looking at one right here, a 2010 Camry with just 102,000 miles on it. So you can at least double that mileage uh, with that great service department. Only 84.95. How about this? This is a 2007 Camry with just 110,000 miles on it. For sixty nine ninety five, you can find unbelievable deals on pre owned Toyotas at Luther Brookdale Toyota six 